بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على النبي الأمي برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم My respected listeners and elders and mothers and fathers this is an opportunity to share a nasiha with our listeners alhamdulillah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help me to say words that are beneficial for myself and for the ummah and as I'm thinking this morning as I was told to give these advices and a few days ago Mona Akusab mentioned to me I thought on such an important radio station what better than to share the life of a sahabi radiyallahu anhu you know sahaba radiyallahu anhum's lives were the most perfect of lives so if we can emulate them in some way or the other how much of blessings Allah give us and slowly we need to bring alive their lives and bring it into our lives so I'd love to share a sahabi's life I mean, and also, like this, we learn these Sahaba's names, عنهم, learn about them, and in, like, in that way, our lives will be enhanced. And this is also Markaz Sahaba, عنهم, what a beautiful name of this radio station. So today we'll share the life of this Sahabi by the name of Amr ibn al-Jamuh. Amr ibn al-Jamuh. And I request all the listeners to remember these Sahaba's names. عنهم. Now this Sahabi, before he became a Sahabi, he comes from the city Medina Munawwara, the city of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. At that time, before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's Hijrah, the city was known as Yathrib. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam changed the name because of the connotation or the indication of the name of Yathrib. It means destruction. Obviously, it was named after a person whose name was that, but Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam changed names that had evil indications or evil uh, uh, connotations. Now, before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa arrived in Medina Munawwara, he sent Mus'ab bin Umayr radiallahu anhu the year before, after Hajj. Because many people from Medina were embracing Islam. So Mus'ab bin Umayr radiallahu anhu went to Medina and he started teaching Islam. He started going to the people. He started inviting them. He started establishing the halqa of ta'aleem. But there were no masjids. There were no masjids. This was after... 12th year of Al-Hijjah. So beginning of 13th year, the Sahabi Radiyallahu left because Al-Hijjah is the last month of the Islamic calendar. Now Musa bin Umayr Radiyallahu is going vicinity to vicinity in Medina Munawwara. And I'm going to ask Yusuf by after this lecture, he must ask the questions from the listeners. You know, these names of Sahaba, try and remember them. Now in Medina Munawwara, who was taking Musa bin Umayr Radiyallahu around? A Sahabi by the name of Asad bin Zurara. Because he was, he was uh, a local in Medina. So he takes Musa bin Umayr to the different vicinities to teach the deen and to establish the halqa of ta'aleem. Now, Musa bin Umayr is giving the da'wat, making the ta'aleem. And in this, Amr bin Jamuh was a senior in his area. So he says to his wife, his wife's name was Hind. So he says, Hind, be careful. I don't want it, I don't want it to happen that my children come here about Mus'ab bin Umair because, because Amr bin Jamu heard about uh, Mus'ab radiallahu anhu. So he's warning, cautioning his wife, Hind, be careful. My children mustn't be influenced by him, this man who's calling people to another creed, another way. So Hind now, who was affected by her children who were attending the discourses, the halqas of ta'aleem of Mus'ab bin Umair radiallahu anhu, she already knew that her children were Muslim. So she's telling her husband politely, oh my respected husband, what if your children are benefiting from Musa bin Umair. He said, what? Have they met him already? 
So he calls for his children. Mu'adh, Mu'awadh, and Khalad, three sons. So now he addresses them, my children, you know, be careful, there's a man here. You know, Father, yes, we know about him, and we learn so much. He says, what, what have you learned? And the, the one son starts reciting, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Arrahmanirrahim, Maliki Yawmiddin, Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een, Ihdina Sirat Al-Mustaqeem, Sirat Al-Ladheena An'amta Alayhim, Ghayril Maghdubi Alayhim, Walabdallin. He reads this. The father was riveted. He says, my son, my son, tell me, Everything that this man reads, is it like this? Father, his teachings get better and better and better. His father is shocked. Anyway, he was affected. In that, but he would still resort to his idol every now and again. So the children didn't know how to remove the roots of idol worship from him. So now what the children did was, when the father goes to pray, he had an idol because he was a senior of Medina. So he was like some kind of a mayor, minister. So he goes to his idol, Manat. He had a big statue. And Amr bin Jamuh was lame. He was crippled on the one foot. So he goes by the idol, stands before the idol, and he asks the idol for guidance. And obviously he's not going to get any guidance there. That, you know, there's a newcomer in Medina. He's inviting us to another creed that Allah is one and idols cannot do. And so he's asking the idol for guidance. What do I do in this situation? And in this, what then happens is, he goes to sleep. So the children now, this is their own father. They are trying to remove idol worship from him. So they had a friend, Mu'adh bin Jabal, a great sahabi, Mu'adh bin Jabal. Now the four of them together, and they carry that idol and they put it aside somewhere. Near some dump somewhere, they put it aside. Now these are the children. So the father wakes up in the morning, goes to his idol to pray, and in a fit of rage, he doesn't find the idol there. He rushes and rants and raves, where's my deity, where's my deity, he sends his servants, they finally find this idol in a dump somewhere, you know, outside, no, not, not in the dump, actually it was near, so they bring it back, and Amr bin Jamuh bathes his idol, perfumes it, you know, anoints it, and then he starts praying it, praying to it, and, and you know, apologizing, and, but he's thinking in his heart that I want this thing to protect me, but it can't protect itself, anyway, it happened, the same thing happened the second day, when it happened the second time, before he went to sleep the third night, he ties a sword onto the neck of the idol. He says, oh my God, if you can't protect me, at least protect yourself. I can't tolerate this happening to you. And the next day, the same thing happens. When he sees that idol is the dump, he falls on He says, Alhamdulillah, He says, oh Allah, all praise is due to Allah. Allah, you have favored me so much. Alhamdulillah, الذي أنقذني من قبل أن أكون في ظلمتي قبر مرتهن. Oh Allah, before I died, you gave me hidayah. I can't thank you enough. Oh Allah, I can't appreciate your blessings. Your countless bounties are so many. Allah, I can't thank you enough, my Allah. I'm old, I'm gray, and you showed me the truth. He changed his life. He told his children, take me now to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And in spite of his advanced age of approximately 65, he now embraced Islam. And he devoted his life to Allah. He devoted his life to Allah. He started learning at that age. Let's learn something from you, my respected, respected listeners. Sahaba radiallahu also came into Islam. In spite of their advanced age, that didn't stop them from learning more of Allah's deen. 
all respected listeners, learn more and more and more about the deen of Allah. Don't stop learning. That's the miraj of Sahaba, anhum, to learn, to practice, and to teach. Learn, practice it, teach it, and make others do the same. Allah Ta'ala, give us tawfiq to do that. Now, Amr bin Jamuh, anhu, changed his life. And he spent all his life now in the masjid, connecting to Allah, bringing others to Allah. Badr took place. In the time of Uhud, his three children are preparing themselves to participate with Rasulullah sallallahu And Amr bin Jamuh is feeling sad. Why is he sad? I also want the opportunity to strive in the path of Allah. So his children are saying, Abba, father, you elderly, you old, it's not the time now. You'll get thawab. We, your children, we going. But look at Sahaba radiallahu anhum. The children was, go, was going also, and they also want to go in Allah Ta'ala's path. Allah forgive us. Others are doing, we take a scapegoat from there. It's okay, someone else is doing it, we don't have to do it. Allahu Akbar. We're going to enter our graves on our own, my respected listeners. Amr bin Jamuh wanted to go. And then his wife also convinced him. Hind. Hind was her name. Let's pronounce her name correctly. Hind radiallahu anha. Hind binti Amr. Hind binti Amr. Her father was also Amr. Her husband's name, husband's name was Amr, and her father's name was Amr. She had a brother, very famous in, in hadith, Abdullah bin Amr. He was that sahabi who, when he passed away, Rasulullah said to his son, Jabir, anhu, Allah speaks to everyone behind hijab. Allah spoke to your father direct, and Allah asked him, Oh, Abdullah, what do you want? Anything you want will be granted. He says, Oh, Allah, I want to come back to the world to strive in your path again and give my life for your, for your sake again. Allahu Akbar. Allah says, that you cannot, cannot do. To come back to the world, to die in Allah's path, that was one opportunity. Allahu Akbar. This was the brother of Hind, radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah. Just to show you what family she comes from. Yes, we know one Hind, she made Tawbah, uh, she was against the Muslims in Uhud, against Hamza radiyallahu anhu, the famous incident, but she made Tawbah and changed their life and became a great Sahabiyah in the time of Fath Makkah. That was another Hind. Hind binti Utbah. This is Hind binti Amr, the Sahabiyah, very, very senior Sahabiyah, radiyallahu anha, among the early stages of the Sahaba who embraced Islam, radiyallahu ta'ala an, anhum wa anhun. Now she says to her husband, Amr, you also staying at home. You also justifying for yourself to stay at home. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Nowhere do we find in the history of Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum, where the Sahabiyat held their husbands back from striving in the path of Allah. Nay, their, their wives encouraged them to go in Allah's path. What a great thing. Yes, this was jihad. This was giving life. Sometimes Sahaba used to go to teach, like Bere Ma'una. Sometimes Sahaba used to go to give dawat and come back. Most of the time they would go and make jihad and come back. It was the ultimate sacrifice. Today, even to go in Jamaat for a few days, the wives should actually encourage the husbands. Go, become a better person, be in the masjid, make your salah with Jamaat, with Takbira Ula, and learn something and come back and teach us and be a better person. What will happen to our husbands? They'll become better people in their business, in their lives. Other people's lives will be enhanced and there'll be more muhabba in the home because our husbands will come back with concern to bring alive deen in the homes. So let us not discourage our husbands, but encourage. And that sacrifice that we make on our part, Allah will reward us greatly for it. Be like the sahabiyat, Hind, radiallahu anha. So she says, you're also staying at home. And then he made dua, oh Allah, accept me for your deen also. And oh Allah, I want to go to Jannah, don't bring me back home. Jannah is my home, Allah, don't bring me back home. He made dua. Anyway, Rasulullah says to his children, why do you stop your father? What if Allah gives him the great honor of martyrdom in Allah's path? Amr bin Jamuh got ready. They get out of Medina, where Uhud was situated. The battle of Uhud takes place there. 
And on battlefield, he is jumping on one foot, one hand on his son Khalad, and his son is helping him along, and he's striving in Allah's path. Allahu Akbar. No matter what sickness, what ailment, what age, nothing stopped Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Age didn't stop them. Age didn't stop them from doing for deen. Do for deen, Allah will make you young again. Whatever it may be. Go, go to the hospital. Invite somebody to Islam. Make dua for the sick person in the hospital. You're doing something for deen. You can be old. But go visit other old people. Allah will make you young, my respected listener. Somebody else is suffering. Enhance that person's life. Allah will give you strength. And you'll realize how much others are suffering. My problem is small. This is the best way. This is the solution to our problems. And we learn it from Sahaba. Radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And they're striving in the path of Allah. And he's jumping on one foot. And Allahu Akbar. Father and son together. Father becomes shaheed. Son becomes shaheed. Son trying to defend his father. Also becomes shaheed. Yeah, Sahaba ka manzar. Jumping on one foot. Striving in the path of Allah. Becomes shaheed. And he's buried in Uhud. What then happened was after the battle. Many other incidents took place, but we're highlighting this Sahabi, radiyallahu anhu. Other times we'll discuss other Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum. May Allah give us tawfiq. Now, this uh, his wife of his, Hind radiyallahu anhu, comes onto the battlefield after the battle was terminated, completed. She wants to take her husband's body to Medina, bury him there. She gets her, but as she gets onto the field, she hears the news. Your son also passed away. Your husband passed away. And your brother, Abdullah bin Amr, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, also passed away. Allahu Akbar. One woman losing three on one occasion. La ilaha illallah. She says, tell me, how is my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Where is my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam? She goes to see him. She looks at his face. She says, oh my Nabi of Allah, looking at your face, every musibat becomes, becomes bearable. Kullu musibatin ba'daka jalalu ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Anyway, she gets her husband's body. It's put onto the conveyance. And now she's ushering it into Medina. The camel refuses to move. She turns the camel in any other direction. The camel is prepared. But the camel refuses to take one step towards Medina Munawwara. Why? Remember the Sahabi's dua when he left home. That Allah take me in your path not to come home. This was what Sahaba wanted. They didn't want to die at home. They wanted to become a beneficiary to humanity. And in that give their life for Allah's sake. In Allah's path. Allah's deen. In that, my respected listeners, the Sahabi was buried. Amr bin Jamuh, radiallahu anhu, was buried in, in Uhud. And who was buried with him? His brother-in-law, Abdullah bin Amr. They were buried together. They were buried together. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Jabir, radiallahu anhu, Abdullah bin Amr's son says, he says, 40 years later, 40 years later, Muawiyah radiallahu anhu, the Amirul Mu'mineen, the ruler of the entire Muslim world, was arranging a canal, a canal for serving, serving the people with water. And the route was going via the graves of these two giant Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So Jabir radiallahu anhu says, I was inv- called to be part and parcel of those who will excavate and remove, uh, exhume, exhume, and remove the blessed bodies of the Sahaba anhum, and shift their graves. In that, he says, I find my father and my uncle Amr bin Jamuh's bodies were totally intact. Not a change. As the day they were buried. This is the bodies of Sahaba. Anhum. The ground can't eat it. The insects of the ground can't 
partake of their beautiful bodies, of their blessed bodies, because those were the bodies that carried the deen of Allah and gave their lives for Allah's sake, for Allah's deen in Allah's path. Now, he says that was 40 years later. Then six years later, I get news that the water from the canal is seeping into their graves. The graves have to be removed one more time. So that's 46 years later now. And now as I'm removing their, gra- their bodies, their blessed bodies exhuming and shifting, Amar radiallahu's hand shifted from his face because when he passed away, he was wounded on his face and the shaheed is buried as is without any ghusl and so forth, with the blood that is smeared on his body. So as his hand got shifted as we were carrying his body, the blood started oozing out from his face again. So we took the hand and put it back onto the spot, and the blood stopped. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. This was how Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, gave their lives in Allah's path, for Allah's sake, my respected listeners. That's why we also have to serve Allah Ta'ala's deen. This Mu'ad bin Amr bin Jamuh, just to say something more about him, it was his son, Mu'ad bin Amr, Mu'ad bin Amr, who was also one of those, uh, and, and the other one was Mu'awad. Mu'awad, they both, that was someone else's son, Afra's son, but they both participated in, in assassinating, in killing Abu Jahl in the Battle of Badr. So what great service Allah Ta'ala took from this great family, radiyallahu anhum. Imagine we ask Allah Ta'ala also to take service of Allah's deen from our families also. That we must serve Allah's deen. Our children must serve Allah Ta'ala's deen. Our offspring must serve Allah Ta'ala's deen. Let's teach our children about the Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum. It mustn't be tomorrow, tomorrow, our children are only Muslim by name. That is happening in many, many countries, Brazil and Argentina and countries like that. Listen from the Jamaat and the ulama who are making effort there. Allah Akbar, sad kaguzadis. Three days ago, I went to the barber and I greeted the people waiting in, in the queue. So I greeted a man and next to him was his son. So he gives me his name, which was Hindu. And uh, his son says to me, Mikail is my name. And then the father gives him a shot on his back and says, say your, say your, say your name, say your correct name. So then he gives me the, the Hindu name. So afterwards, I waited for an opportunity and I spoke to the father that, you know, what, there was some confusion there. And, you know, and I got to know that he was married to a Muslim girl and see what happens. Now she's leaving Islam, becoming Hindu, and the child doesn't know where he stands. His Muslim name, he's being, he's being presented. And now the father is insisting that he gives the Hindu name. Imagine Allah Ta'ala save us. If we're not going to teach our children about Sahaba, عنهم, if we're not going to teach our children about the deen of Allah, what will happen tomorrow? Someone comes to them, imagine they don't know that they're Muslim. Allah save us, Allah save us. We have to make an effort. E- effort is required, is necessary for our own good. If you've got a beautiful garden, what makes that garden turn into a jungle and an infestation of scorpions and snakes and, and bushes? Nothing but just neglecting it. Neglect it. Leave it for one year and do nothing. After one year, come back. You won't find it to be that beautiful garden anymore. And then you sit, putting your hand in your, on top of your head, scratching your head, saying, hey, what happened here? I didn't do anything wrong. What did I do? That's the problem. Not doing anything is a problem. Regarding our iman, regarding our yaqeen, we have to do something. For the clothes to get dirty, you don't have to do anything. Just wear it. For it to get clean, you have to make an effort. I respected listeners. We have to make the effort of Iman. We have to learn about Allah's deen. We have to bring alive the environment of Iman. And also invite the non-Muslims to Islam. They have a right 
whether you are an employer, whether you are an employee, whether you work somewhere, whether one is a teacher, use the opportunity politely, lovingly, sweetly, kindly, respectfully, share the deen of Allah with humanity. Allah will bless you. You are the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For this, Allah says you are the best. Allah give us tawfiq, my respected listeners. وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ الْأُمِّي بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ